0: Fantastic. Hey, welcome to church, everybody. It's so good to have everyone here with us this morning. And uh, and my name is Daryl and with my wife, Denise, we're the the lead pastors here. So if it's your first time here and and you haven't been before, come on, church. let's give everyone a welcome again, our guests this morning. It's so good to have everyone with us today. And uh, we are in for uh, another great day this morning. And, uh, and, And as you'll see now, a series that we're running at the moment is called Red Letter Revival. Uh, and what that is, is in some Bibles they have the words of Jesus in red, and, uh, and so that's how our series has been uh, based around today, and, and we're going to be looking at priorities today. How do we make first things first? Uh, now here's, here's the crazy thing, is that sometimes in our world uh, it's kind of the opposite to what the Bible says. So we're going to dig into some uh, red-letter words of Jesus this morning. But before we do that, I want to let you know about our Christmas production that's coming up uh, in early December. Uh, now, so, so what, what's happened is we're, we've got a team who are going to do a road show, a, a musical, uh, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. So I thought that we would go and hire the town hall for it. Uh, So we have hired the town hall, so now we just have to fill it, everybody. We have to fill it. And, And I believe that this time of year, Christmas, is our time to shine as a church. This is our time of year. Uh, and, and I think I think that there's thousands of people across our city that would love to come to an incredible presentation of the Christmas story. So here's the thing. This is what I need you to do. Uh, I need you to invite your workmates, your whole street. Uh, I need to invite your whole town, actually. As many people as you can. We're believing for 500 people uh, to take over the town hall for that night to celebrate Jesus and what he's done. So, so come on, please be praying about that. Now the day is, it's a Wednesday, Wednesday the 19th. Uh, up on the big screen there, are going to be starting at 7, so we're going we're to be praying and going hard out to try and fill this place here, because you know what, I think the, the Christmas message is one of the most powerful messages that we can, it all changed on Christmas Day uh, when Jesus come to this earth, eh? it did. I love the fact here that at Elam Christian Centre, uh, we exist to be a centre of hope, to reach to serve and to influence our community uh, for God, to, to influence our, our nation and our cities and our streets and our towns for God, to influence people with a message of hope. And, and one of the ways we do that, is, and it's a real incredibly powerful way, is that we believe that, that we will do everything we can to help people to know God. That's where it starts. That's why our Christmas time is such an important time for us, that, that salvation entered the world on that day where Jesus came to give us hope and life. In our life. So, we, we're going to help you to, to know God. And, and, and we all have a journey, we all have a past at times. And, and, and in this church, we have some incredible programs to help people find freedom. Uh, from their past and their, maybe their present, to set you up for all that God has got for you in the future. And, and, and you know what, to, to discover your purpose, I, can I give another plug for the growth track this morning? Because uh, one of the things that, that I discover as I talk to lots of people is, is about, I, I don't know, what, so they, they kind of ask this thing of, I don't know why I'm here. What is God asking me to do? Come on, can I say, can you give us four weeks Four weeks at growth track, and, and one of those weeks is solely uh, to help you discover your purpose. What God has gifted you, what He has placed within your heart, you'll love it. And we do all of that to make a difference in our community and, and in our world. So I, I love this church. I love church. I love the Lord. And today, we just want to give Him all the praise and all the glory. Uh, this morning, this morning, everything has gone wrong. And you know what? Half, not many people would even know this morning. So can we give a round of applause to our tech team, uh, our worship team this morning? I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Come on, let's pray. Father, right now, oh God. Lord, Jesus, with Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here. And, and Lord, I pray right now. Right now, Lord Jesus, would you come and would you speak to us through your word, O oh God. The living word of God, Lord, the pneuma word, that's your very breath, O oh God. The breath of the living God. And, and, and today, Father, I pray that as we, as we read your word and, Lord, as we, as we uh, have a conversation uh, about how do we uh, place priorities in our lives and what does that even look like. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us as a church, Father, but, but Lord, would you speak to us as individuals too, Lord. Uh, That, Lord, just the things that each one of us are are needing some support with, each one that we're needing some help with, oh God. Lord, I pray that you would just touch our hearts this morning. So, Father, we give you a Holy Spirit. We ask that you would come and sweep over this place. Give us the ears to hear what you're saying in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everyone said amen, Amen. Amen. hallelujah. Fantastic. So good to have everybody with us this morning. Now, there's a cartoon character called Calvin. Uh, and many of you might know, he's going to flash up on the screen here any second there, Calvin is from the, uh, a cartoon called Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, and he once said this, Calvin said this, he said, God put me on this earth to accomplish a certain number of things. Right now, I'm so far behind, I don't think I'll ever be able to die. <laughs> now here's the thing, is that sometimes I feel exactly like that. Uh, and I know I, I'm, uh, it's a pretty safe bet that I think you probably be in the same position too. Uh, there is so much to do, uh, and they're not producing any more hours in the day for me to be able to, uh, to do what I'm supposed to do. There's so many things. There seems to be so many obstacles and, and, and things that we can get torn from one to the other, and, and we just don't know where we're going. I, I think that we're all the same in this, especially as we run up to this time of year. Uh, that There seems to be so much to do. There's the Christmas rush. Uh, to get everything completed at work before the Christmas rush happens. And, and for you guys in business or all sorts of things, these like deadlines before Christmas. And you're looking at it thinking, how am I going to do that? But here's the other thing. I think we're all the same as well, is that, is that sometimes we have busy days. We do so much stuff and we, we try to get everything done, but we stand at, at the end of the day or the end of the week and think we actually didn't get done what we needed to get done. We were really busy we did lots and lots of stuff, uh, but the main priorities that we kind of come and we look at our, uh, our timetable or what we achieved in the week or what happened in the week, and we think, oh, I've still got this, this, and this to do, and they were pretty high up on the list. I think sometimes that we can be so, so busy with stuff, with doing things, that we don't actually uh, get to sit down and think of what are the most important things that we need to achieve this week, you know, because we're into putting things off, right? Uh, sometimes in work, you know, we, we put off the, the phone call, the tough phone call that we have to make, or maybe if you're a, if you're in management, there some of those tough disc- discussions that we have to do. Maybe that's that visit uh, that you're supposed to go and visit somebody, and, and you just never, you just kind of keep putting it off because there's so many emails and there's things, you, other things you have to do. I think in our world and in our life sometimes is that we're all good at doing that, and and what they call that is sometimes is procrastination. <laughs> And where that leads us sometimes, that doesn't actually help the situation. It just kind of helps us to uh, to have more stress, more frustration, and bigger lists at the end of the week. So here's the thing that I want us to have a think about or talk about this morning is, is, is around priorities. What, what does, there, there's, a, there's a thought, uh, or, uh, it's called a matrix, it's called the Eisenhower Matrix. And that's going to come up on the screen right now. And, and, and lots of people, you'll be probably pretty familiar with this. And, and this has been uh, in the workplace and in different things, a, a really helpful tool for people. Uh, to help prioritise their workload and things. And and, and it really is based around two kind of important things about uh, how urgent is it and how important are things. And there's a bit of matrix there. You can look it up online afterwards, and it's a really, really helpful tool on how we can make decisions. But here's the thing. It's based on what's important and urgent. It's based on what's important and urgent. One of the great things that I love about God is he, he's so helpful. He's so smart. He actually knows quite a bit of stuff. And, and the Bible is so useful for everyday events. And it's a guiding light. If, if, you, need, if you need help in your journey right now, can I say, you just get into the Word of God. If you're struggling with areas and situations this morning, come on, get in and read the Word of God. Because it's got situations and things that you'll see. And you'll look at it and you think, that's me. And it'll show you what to do and give you help to do. If you're feeling lost or, or, or broken or, or hurt, get into the Word of God because it will speak to you. It's not just words on a page. It is the breath of God. The very words of God. If you haven't got a red-letter Bible, get a read letter Bible if that helps you to see what Jesus has spoken, what he said as well. Because the Word of God is powerful for us, and, and I think sometimes, and, and as we look in today, the Word of God, the Scripture we're going to look at in the passage, will help us to prioritize. It gives us a standard. It gives us a basis, and a base to work from. I think sometimes, if you're like me, and we when you look at your weeks, and and how much stuff you've got to do, or, and with family, or with work is, is sometimes it's, we come to that point of yeah, it's cool to be able to prioritize, but, but how do I base my decision on that? Is it urgent? Is it just important? And this morning I, I want us to, to give us a little framework, some real a great thoughts about what the Bible says is a priority. What the Bible says it kind of it gives us a, a, a way to move forward and, and to live and to work. From there. And it's in Matthew chapter 6. And, and I know during the week you can have a look at that, that scripture there or the, the passage and in Matthew 6. It Jesus is really teaching uh, a group of people, he's addressing some issues that he's seeing uh, that really are seen to be a priority for the people he's talking to. And because people were, were so worrying about what they're gonna eat, they were worried about what they were gonna drink and what they were going to wear. That sounds like an issue for today, what we're going to wear, doesn't it? Uh, they were stressing about all the same issues uh, that you and I, at times, face as well. What are we, what's the food on the table? What are we going to wear? And, and I have to tell you a quick story about my house. In, in my house, I'm the only male in our house, and, and, and that's so fantastic. It's so fantastic, uh, because especially when it comes to what to wear, See, I don't have any issues with with the rest of the people in my house getting my clothes out and trying to wear it. It's just brilliant. Praise Jesus. It's It's great. But sometimes in the mornings, it can be quite stressful. Because uh, there are four other ladies in my house uh, that are needing to wear clothes. And, and I hear these discussions all the time. And oh, what are we going to wear today? And who's got my clothes? And who's got my top? And who's got my, my socks? And, and it's not me, I can say. It's not me. <laughs> uh, but, but then there's this great discussion that goes on. And, and, but I must say, I'm always confused. I'm always confused. When I hear these words, I have nothing to, great, your house is the same as mine, it? Awesome. but here's the confusing part, is that word is always said, staring into a room where your clothes live, into a wardrobe, and, and it's like there's uh, scales or something going over the eyes, they cannot see a thing, I have nothing to wear, what am I going to wear today? Here's the good news. That's actually a biblical something that happened back then because that's what these people were saying as well. What, they were stressed and they were worried about what are they going to wear and what are they going to put on their table. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Matthew 6. And then Jesus comes along and he's talking to this situation about, about these worries, about these stresses, and, and because people, these people thought that that was a priority to be wearing the, the right clothes. Maybe if they had Nike or Adidas or the brands, they, they would want to be wearing the brands. And it was such a big thing for them that did that it caused stress and worries and it become a priority over everything else for them. And, and Jesus kind of comes along and, and he starts off talking to them and he says things like this. He says, don't worry, look at the birds of the air. They don't have a barn or they don't store up food and yet I, I feed them, I take care of them. And here's the thing, and he says to the people he's talking to, yet how much more valuable are you than the birds of the air? And, and then he uses another illustration about, about the fields, uh, about, about clothes, about Harry. He, he says that even look at the fields. Don't I, I dress them and, and clothe them with flowers and beautiful plants? Don't I do all that, but but how much more will I bless you? And and here's the thing. We, we can have stresses and, and we can have worries and, and we can have concerns, but I want you to know today that above every other stress or concern, Jesus God is saying to you today, how much more valuable are you? And I know that sometimes that we struggle with that. Maybe of self-worth or our our situation or maybe our past that sometimes we don't kind of see ourselves with any value in. And if that's been your journey, I'd I'd love to get you to come for prayer from our ministry afterwards because I, I choose to stand upon the word of God for you on your behalf today that he says you are valuable. You are more valuable than the birds of the air he will feed you. You are more valuable than the, than the fields and the, and the plains where he clothes even the, the grass or the, the plains with flowers and, and beautiful bushes. Uh, how much more will he clothe you? Because you are valuable to him. Don't let anyone tell you you're not. Don't let anybody tell you you're not because you are. Because you are. How do I know that? The Word of God says it. The very words of Jesus said it. Come on, let's get into it. If, you, if, you're, not, if you're struggling with that, get in and read the Word of God. It's powerful. It, it's a great passage because Jesus is really using all of these worries and stresses to, to try and tell these people what, is, what are the priorities that, uh, that God sees, that God has. And, and, and here's the thing: If I was to ask you right now, if I was to ask you right now, what is your list of priorities? What is your list of priorities? The things that are really, really important to you. What, what are they? If you were to write them down on a list, what are they? And what, what would that say about you? If you were to give your list of priorities to someone else, what would it kind of what would be the picture that they would get of, of you from your list of priorities? And here's the second question How do you base those priorities that you've come up? What is the measure? or the standard, or the base that you use to come up with those priorities this morning. See, if you're not normally a church person this morning, I I need to tell you, Again, the Bible also it helps us with this question about how to make decisions and how to know what God is saying about setting priorities. And, and right through this passage, it comes to uh, Jesus drops the key uh, right in Matthew 6, verse 33. And it's in your notes here this morning, which is like an like a antidote. It's like an antidote for worry. And, and it's like a base for how to prioritize. prioritize. And, and it says this in Matthew six thirty three. It says, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness... And here's the promise, and all these things will be given to you as well. He says, uh, there are some things that you should seek first. And if you put all these, put the first things first, that your needs will be provided for. So come on, we've got some quick fire thoughts this morning that can really, really help us. And, and the first thing is this, is that we need to understand uh, about putting first things first is to make God your boss. Make God your boss. I was talking to a, a businessman this week, and, and it was, it was really uh, cool to be able to chat to him. And, and as I was talking to him, and he's, he's, a, he's a great, a really good businessman, and I, I come away I just really impressed with how he was running his business. And he kept talking about, about the, the kingdom principles or, or how he looks after his staff and his customers and, and, and how he treats everybody. It was, like, it was like he would just read the Bible and took out some of the principles and just started implementing it into his business. And I've, I kind of come away feeling like, wow, this, this guy, this business is going to flourish and do well uh, because he has based his business and his life uh, upon the word of God, implementing kingdom principles. But, but above all of that, he would say that it's for the glory of God and for the kingdom. He's actually made God his boss. It's like when he, when he has to make decisions on his business, he goes to God and, and gets wise counsel. He prays. It's like, it's like God, he's just listening to God and, and following what he's asking him to do. Make God your boss. See, when Jesus says, seek first the kingdom, he's talking about the dominion. He's talking about the area of authority and the protection of a king. Uh, and Jesus says, Seek first to have God's kingly authority, direction, and protection in your life. So here's a question. I've got lots of questions for you today. Is God the CEO of your business, if you're a businessman? Or are you? Is God the manager of your store or your department where you work? Or, or are you? Is God the voice to be obeyed in your house? Or are you? Uh, does God speak into your spending decisions at home? Or do you just make it up? See, when God is first, problems have become his responsibility to solve. But it only happens first when we put first things first from what the Bible says, what God says. Make God your boss. The second thing is this, is that we need to make God's love for others your standard. Jesus says, Seek first God's righteousness, and righteousness is the state of being right with God and right with others. Wow. Right with God, but right with others. Are you right with God? I mean, really right. Are you close? You're kind of skirting around the outside. Is there unresolved stuff that you need to go to God with and sort out? How about. You and others. How about me and others? It's you know, you and your dearly beloved. How's that going? You and your mother in law, fellas, how's that going? That's a tough one, eh? <laughs> That's great. Sorry, mother in laws. You and your you and your enemies seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's about doing it God's way. It's probably against what the world says the way we should do it. But God calls us to even love our enemies. God's righteousness forgives. It doesn't hold a grudge. Is there any grudges going on today? It goes to people. It initiates. It doesn't hold out and wait and punish. Is is there anyone you're kind of punishing at the moment? You're withholding. It doesn't let the day end on angry disputes. It humbles itself to make things right. Is is there someone that you're just really ticked off with at the moment? Righteousness. It gives to those who ask and blesses even our enemies, holding back from no one at every moment. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Make God your boss and make God's love for others your standard. And then all these things will be given to you. As well, how do we do this? How do we make God our boss, or, or or keep His love for others as our standard? Well, well, the devil has has one particular way, and it's a, and it's a powerful tool that we need to be aware of today. That, that appears so normal, so much a part of life, uh, yet it's so powerful, and it keeps many of many people out of the blessing that God promises for each one. and And, and you might be saying, okay, I wonder what that is. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. It's that it gets us to serve two bosses. God is our provider, and then a competing source of provision, which is called money. It's so subtle that Jesus made a point of warning us about it, and he says in Matthew 6 verse 24, he says, no one can serve two masters, either you will hate the one or love the other, or or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And this is fascinating. I find this fascinating because have you ever tried to work for two bosses? Uh, One of my first jobs out of school was to work as a storeman in a a stationary business, like an office max kind of business. And and I had a manager and I had the owner was there as well. And and it was clear as about This one day, uh, my manager came to me and said, I need you to go and deliver this to this part of town. And then the owner of the business come and ask me, can you, di- can you go and pick up this from the other side of town? And here's the thing, it was both at the same time. It was like I was getting two, two bosses giving me some instructions. I didn't know where to go, and, and I just come to that point, I can't do it. I had to go to one of them and just say, look, I, I, I'm only one person. I can't be in the same place at the same time. They were both giving different instructions and, and had different values. Ev- both jobs were really important. Uh, both were wanting to get done really, really fast, but but I had to go and say, look, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't serve two bosses. I can't take instructions from two bosses that they were asking me to do. See, God says, and in the verse we've just read, got, his word says, when you love God and hate money, it's because you're trying to serve two masters. Or if you love money and despise God, it's because you're trying to serve two bosses and serve both of them, and it's not gonna work. See, maybe... Maybe you're interested. Here's an interesting way to put it. Maybe you're interested, uh, not interested at all in money. In fact, you actually hate it. Good. want nothing to do with it. See, perhaps you're, will, you're, you're purposely or willfully financially ignorant, but you love God, but you feel controlled by finances. Maybe perhaps you're a Christian who works hard, Maybe this could be you. Maybe even as successful but quietly you're quite cynical about God and, and not really wanting to trust Him with that area of your life uh, and, but not really uh, also believing that God is reliable, that He's trustworthy. See, you love God but you're concerned with this point here that God one day might deal with uh, what you've accumulated by taking it all away and it's just not somewhere where you want to go. See, when you try to serve two masters... You are seeking to have two things first. And there's fewer things in this life that are harder to do than to serve two masters. Put God first. Can I encourage you today? Put him first. Make God your master and then money your servant. And you will find peace and you will find provision in your life. How do we do that? Well, the first thing is that we can honor God with our first part of your day, see what time uh, what you give your time to, you honor. You don't have to give all the all your hours, but but like your finances, it's about making it first priority to schedule a pers- portion of your time to the things God has asked you to do. Mark 1.35, and this is Jesus talking. He says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, he left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Now I think if Jesus can take time in the, at the first part of the day, I think I can or we can as well. It doesn't tell us how long he spent, whether it was an hour or two hours or, or maybe even 10 minutes. The, the point is not how long, the point is the first. The point is the first. Band, do you want to come just quietly? That would be great. The second thing is this, is to honor God with the first part of your week. Acts 20, verse 7, it says, On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. And the, the Jews, they, they would worship on the seventh day. But, but as the New Testament come through and, and the Acts Christians, they worship on the first day. It was actually a priority to give the first to God. And for us, this new week starts on a Sunday. So I know for Sunday, uh, lots of people, that's their day off or majority of people have the day off. But here's the thing, we can work from rest, not to rest. See, getting to church, worshiping him, seeking him, learning more to be like him is putting him first. The third and final thing is this, is to honor God uh, with the first part of your income. See, who do we pay taxes to? Well, that, that's normally to the don, dominant authority, the governing, protecting authority in our world or our government. But here's the thing. I want to show you some differences here. That tax is demanded, but our tithe, our, our offering, our first to God is, is offered. Scripture says it's offered from a grateful heart and, and honor of what God has done for us and in our lives. And tax is also a duty. It's about duty. It's about gathering revenue. Tithe or giving our first is about honor. Either is about honor. See, what you regularly give your money to, you prioritize. So can I say, how are you putting God first? And, and I want you to know this morning that, that this church is not driven by money or finances. My heart is not driven by money or finances, but what it's driven by is that I want you to live a blessed life. I don't want you to miss out on anything that God has for you, His purposes, His plans, His, His blessings upon you. But, but how we do that is by putting the first things first. Not our things, not the things that we want, uh, but it's His things. And, and we will always teach that from this, this pulpit here, God's principles from His Word. Because when God is our boss, not money, how do we know? Well, we give Him the first part of what He's entrusted to us. And right at this point right now we're just going to take a moment right here and and this is an opportunity for us to uh, to just sit and to reflect on on what God has placed in our heart and and maybe there's some things that have spoken to you this morning can I can I uh, encourage you or invite you right now we're just going to take a minute uh, and uh, if uh, I really like if you if you want to close your eyes that's great if you want to uh, just sit there and reflect but but I think God wants to speak to some people this morning and and we want to allow them to give some time for the Holy Spirit to to move and to speak into hearts and life. I think there's some people where God is going to download uh, some important things for you today that will help you in your week, that will help you in your day. And, And as we just take a moment there is, you know, people matter to God, but do people matter to you? Just in this moment, you know, there may be names that are just popping into your mind that you're just really struggling with this person. What would Jesus do? How would he deal with the situation? What's his standard for us? Are you honoring God with the first part of what he's given you this morning? What is your priority list or show about you? Are you giving the first part of your day, the first part of your week, not under obligation, but to honor God? Maybe the next step is to to commit to get a a Bible reading plan and just set aside 15 minutes a morning, 15 minutes a day. Remember, it's not about the, the time or the length, it's about the first. Is God the boss of your life today? Is he in charge of of you? Have have you given your life to, to serve him, to, to honor him? Because here's the thing, it's really hard to serve two bosses, to serve two masters. It's pretty much near impossible. But this morning, I'm... I'm I'm going to invite people here and maybe you're here and, and you, you've never given your life to the Lord and, but today and, and you've tried it your way and, and you've tried all sorts of different uh, avenues and, and theories and things to try and you just come to this point in your life and it's just not working. It's too hard. You, you can't find a way through. You can't, don't know what the purpose is for you to be on this planet for and, and can I say today that, that it all starts from knowing who Jesus is surrendering our lives to Him. And, and so I'd like to invite you this morning, I'm, I'm going to invite people to, to pray a real simple prayer this morning and just silently in your heart after me. And see, the truth is that God loves you and He made you. He's got a great plan for your life. And, and but, but we all sin, we all mess up. And, and that sin is the stuff that separates us from, from God. But, but God in His amazing love for you sent his son Jesus to, to die on a cross. And, and when he died on that cross uh, himself, he, he, he took upon him the, the stuff that was due to you. He took it upon himself. And he did that because of his incredible love. And, and so this morning, he extends that grace to each one of us. And so forgiveness for your past, new life right now, a hope of the future and eternity with him. So, so if that's you this morning, I want this. you pray this prayer simply after me. Just pray it in your heart. Pray this, pray. God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know of sin, but I believe, Jesus, you died for me. I turn from my old life and I turn to you. Come in and be the Lord of my life. Make me brand new. I choose from this day to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, choose. Can we make some noise? Can we give a round of applause to everybody that prayed that for the first time? Hallelujah. What a great decision. What a great choice you made this morning. And and here's if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe you've walked away, this is what I want you to do is to tell the person that you come with today. Uh, let somebody know and and also right across this auditorium and our team have got some orange cards you can just quickly pop your name and number on that card and take the first box there and and so we can help you and resource you for this part of your journey. That's so good. Such a great decision this morning. Hallelujah. Father God, right now, Lord, we praise you for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you for everything you're doing, Lord God. And, and today, Lord, I pray that this week you would help us, Lord God, inspire us, give us revelation to put your things first in our lives oh God, to live uh, our lives Father God, with you as our boss Lord, as you as our standard oh God, Father that today we may see Father God, lives change Lord Jesus and a community transformed for him in Jesus precious, and mighty name come on everyone said, Amen Amen, Amen Awesome message from Daryl this morning